Welcome to Career Combat with your host, Kelly Combat. Get ready to learn how to navigate the career battlefield and achieve a flawless victory. Now, here is Kelly. Welcome to Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat, and I'm so, so happy to be with you today. Oh my gosh, what a what a rainy, rainy fall day here in New Jersey. I want to welcome you. I do use she, her pronouns. Uh, if you are very, very new to the show, if you've never listened to us before, first of all, welcome. And secondly, I just wanted to share with you what we are all about. We are all about empowerment. Empowerment with a capital E. I'm talking 72 font red underlined empowerment, because that's what it's all about when it comes to careers. It's all about you. And I say it all the time. You are the CEO of your life. It is absolutely true. And for certain, you run your life. And if you don't, well, listen to us and we'll give you some tips and tricks and techniques on how, in fact, to do it. I would love to introduce you to someone I feel is very special in my life. Johan George. Johan George is my guest today. He's my co-host. And Johan is absolutely amazing. I got the pleasure of meeting Johan just a few years ago. I can't believe it's been it's been over a year ago. I can't believe that. Like the time is just flying by. But Johan is a multi-personality when it comes to his career. I mean, so many accomplishments and and to be so young and to be accomplishing so much, I'm just so thrilled to have you here, Johan. Oh, my goodness, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's a true honor. Oh, you're so, so welcome. It's my own privilege because every time, every time I've listened to Johan, I mean, just the personality comes to life. Um, so much talent, so much energy. Um, you know, the way that this is going to work, when whenever we have a guest, it's always about being raw and authentic. And I always wanted to, on this show, have real career talk and no filter, no surprises, no drama, no drama. Shout out to Mary J. No, no, <laughs> no more drama, right? Everything is everything. Shout out to El Boogie. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a show where it gets real, but of course, in a very curious and kind way. That's what I do as a coach. And so mm. I don't send my questions in advance because I don't want it to be scripted. However, I'm going to be following Johan's energy and asking some questions that I think you'd be interested in hearing about from Johan. So are you ready, Johan? I'm ready. I can't wait. Ready, Freddie? Okay. All right. So the first question is, what was your first job? What was the first job that you held? Oh, my goodness. The first job that I held in New York City was okay. working the front desk at Soul Cycle in Bryant Park. <laughs> Ooh, that was your first job. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. That is a great job. It was a wild job. Uh, Bryant Park, as you know, is a part of New York City where lots of tourists come. Sure. It's their first time. Um <laughs> it's their it, for their first time in New York and uh Soul Cycle as you know is the well-known sort of spin studio. Yes. And I 
work the front desk, uh, spraying shoes and <laughs> uh, fixing bikes and getting people checked in for class. It was a wild time. <laughs> I'm sure it was. And I, I have to say, um, every experience, there's a learning in failure. There's a learning in great experiences, new jobs, first jobs. There's always a learning. So what did you learn from that job? If you could boil it down to one thing, what did you learn? Oh, my goodness. I think I learned that I can do anything with people that I respect and love. (laughs) There are folks from that job that uh, I see on the train sometimes. And, you know, our lives have considerably changed. And uh, many of us are in very different places. But we come back to that time. Uh, and we smile and we laugh about the things that we did together. And uh, I think that's been a through line in my career is that I really develop strong bonds with the people that I work with, mm-hmm. that I get curious about their lives and the things that excite them, the things that challenge them. And, uh, you know, when you work the front desk anywhere, <laughs> right? Yes. You meet people at their best, at their worst, at their most harried, um, maybe at their uh, most mean, potentially, uh, at their most vulnerable. And, you know, especially in New York, where so many different kinds of people are coming into a soul cycle, right? Uh, you know, it, it is, uh, it's really one of my favorite things. To, to see people for who they are. Uh, I think something that I've gotten a lot better at as I've gotten older is yes. putting down my own judgment and quieting that that snap, uh, like, oh, this is what I think about this person, to really see people for who they are and um, to identify how I can help. And it's all about helping. I I learned from my first job um, at the home of the Whopper. (laughs) (laughs) At the home of the Whopper. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember it was funny what you were just saying about uh, sometimes people step to the counter and they're a little harried and they may not have the best attitude. I I remember uh, I, I was just so enthusiastic. I was 15. And I said, welcome to the home of the Whopper. And I I was just as nerdy as I am now and just so happy to be there. And I remember this one woman saying, are you on camera? Are you (laughs) are you being recorded? Like, why are you so happy? And she was really upset with me. (laughs) It it, it knocked me back a few inches. But, you know, it it was something that built my confidence over time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I could totally relate to that, to that, yeah. that feeling yep, of yep. like, I am sunny. Uh, I am, I think I can be really, I can be sunshine uh, yes. on people's cloudy days. And I think sometimes people are like, oh, was that put on? <laughs> and I think that, uh, I think that I've had to sort of find it in myself, you know, when I'm having a, a challenging day, how I can put those things aside and yes. really be there for people. Um, so I would, you know, I, I would say that it's not put on because I realize that to be in to be of service to people, you have to be able to uh, you know, put aside some of the things that are sort of taking away your energy or taking away right. 
uh, how you show up. But at the end of the day, it's not put on because I, I love seeing people light up. I love seeing people be present. I love seeing people connect. I love watching lights turn on for people. I love seeing, uh, I love when people see a glimpse of who they could be. Um, and that's a huge through line between my work as an actor, between my work as a coach, between my work yes. as a facilitator is taking people to that edge where they can see, oh my goodness, I could, here's who I could be. That's so lovely. And I remember the first time I saw you facilitate a workshop, I was your support on chat. And I remember just this glow coming from you. And although we couldn't see the audience necessarily, there I, I imagine that there were lots and lots of light bulbs going off just because you were drowning out everything in the world. It looked like you were drowning out everything in the world and pouring 100 more than 100 percent of yourself into them you know a big part of my um life is is being a teacher uh i have worked with a lot of young people over the years as a and youth development i worked for an amazing uh nonprofit called figure skating in harlem located in harlem uh new york uh and i've you know done a lot of teaching over the years you know i uh Shortly after working at Soul Cycle, I threw myself into running academic enrichment programs mm -hmm. uh, at some of the best and most challenging schools in New York City. Uh, and I love to be kids cheers cheerleaders, uh, cheerleader. <laughs> it's a, it's so so special, um, and so that is something that has shown up. Uh, has that that seed that that time that I had doing that has really in, influenced how I coach and facilitate today. Perfect, perfect. And and I think about your coaching and your facilitating. Let's talk about being on stage. Being mm. on stage. What do you think, Johan, is the hardest thing about being on stage? Just from your perspective that most people don't know? Mm. I would say that when you're on stage in front of a lot of people, you have to take the feedback that you're getting in. Mm. You have to be able to take the feedback in and also keep doing your job. <laughs> so as I'm performing, Right, I'm at, I'm in a two way conversation with the audience. Yes. Um, so I can feel the audience breathe. I can feel the audience lean back. I can feel the audience uh, laugh. <laughs> I can feel them um, cry. Mm. Uh, and I have to be able to do both at the same time. I have to be able to feel and read the audience, and also. Uh, tell the story, <laughs> tell the story. Uh, yes. You know, uh, whether I'm working with a corporate team on how to, you know, craft a message, whether I am working one-on-one -on -one with someone, helping them make a career transition where there's a lot of resistance, I 
I, I, I really liken being on stage to coaching and, uh, you know, being able to read the entire energy of the room. That's a huge sure. part of being on stage and being an actor. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Um, and I was thinking the same thing. Wow. There are a lot of similarities between what you're describing and coaching. Uh, because I find it very consistent, uh, if you will, that I'm picking up on everything. It's that, what do they say? That third level of listening, that listening mm -hmm. for understanding. Yeah, and that paying, level three. Yeah, yeah. You're paying, <laughs> you're paying attention to what they're saying, what they're not saying, every bit of inflection, uh, tone, how they're body breathing. Language. Yeah, right. how they're breathing, the body language. And you can sense when they're about to cry or you can sense and you're right there with them. Uh, and and it's it's a lot of energy that a lot of people don't realize that we expel just to take it all in. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I will say that earlier in my acting career, and this is obviously something that I'm continuing to work on as an actor, is, mm -hmm. you know, we get so worked up about our own preparation about our own oh, am i doing this right am i doing this right uh, am i gonna remember all my lines uh you know like am i hitting the right notes in this scene uh you know like <laughs> and it's actually really not about that i mean of course right we need to we need to know the basics <laughs> we need to know the story we yes. need to know our blocking and what we're supposed to do with that prop and uh, we're no, we're supposed to know where we stand, right? But there is freedom in being present with people. Mm. And, you know, when I coach people uh, to get on stage, <laughs> when I coach people to have high stakes conversations, uh, the, the thing that I'm always trying to get them to understand is that if somebody redirects you, if you forget your line, if you uh, lose your place, I want you to really be in that versus trying to skip over it and be perfect, right? Uh, that is something that I I know deep down that I've wrestled with <laughs> so much in my career as an actor um, and uh, as a facilitator and, and coach as well, you know, huge part of my work and my own learning. And there's so much learning that we can take from all these experiences. One of the things that I, I think is difficult to learn is the theory. And I talked about this a few episodes ago about failure as a learning failure, mm. finding answers in learning, fail, finding answers mm. in learning. And I think it's a concept that a lot of people don't want to wrap their arms around because there's so much negative connotivity to that that word fail failure what do you think about that oh wow i mean i <laughs> that is something that i i wrestle with all the time yeah you know i was thinking about how i would answer a question like you know what do you feel like is your biggest failure and <laughs> i did a show uh before the pandemic and it was a big opportunity for me. And I got my first bad review. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the review said, 
yeah, uh, the cast was uh, really strong, except for Johan George, who oh couldn't my. be heard past the fourth row. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> and my. I was, I was so. I mean, of course, my ego is going, but like yes. you know, you you don't want to take it in, and you're sort of distraught. But I learned so much from that experience of uh, having my first batter view, taking mm -hmm. it in, taking a breath, and having to keep doing my job, <laughs> you know, uh, having to keep doing my job and show up in service of the story. That's exactly it. I love that story, Johan. I've never heard that story from you. So so thanks for your candor and transparency in sharing that. I think that's beautiful. Uh, the, the fact <laughs> that you learned from that, you kept showing up and showing out and doing all the things to just keep it moving. And that's mm. such a lovely lesson, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. And to leave your ego at the door. You know? That's right. Leave the ego at the door. Absolutely. And so we've been talking with Johan George. I've been having an amazing time talking about all the highs and lows in our careers. And we're about to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more with Johan George. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. 
That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. And that is an absolute reminder that you designed this show. Every time I think about the topics and the things that I think are relevant to everybody, one thing is for certain, I get a lot of feedback, a lot of really great, insightful feedback about things that you want to know, the kind of questions that you want me to ask, the kinds of topics that you want me to tackle. So you can always call the show. You can also email me at yes at kellycoach.com. That's yes at k-e-l-l-i-c-o-a-c-h dot com. All right. So before the break, we were talking to Johan George and Johan's back. Johan <laughs> is here. Okay. I am here. Johan is here. Okay. And I have more questions for Johan because I, I love the things that he's bringing to this conversation and thinking about uh, the elephant in the room, the thing that comes up in a lot of my coaching conversations. A lot of my sessions, we talk about imposter syndrome. Imposter mm-hmm. syndrome is real. I know there's a debate out there whether or not it's real or not, but you know me. I'm your girl. I, I love me some nerdy topics and, and, and all kinds of, of papers and documents and, and forums on this subject. And what I have found out from a variety of sources is that a lot of people have it in terms of imposter syndrome. It mm. actually affects more than 85% of us. 85%. It ebbs and flows. I think about a year ago, they were saying 95, 95, 95%. And now the latest thing I've been reading said 85. But that's still a huge number. 85% of us. And if you've never heard of that term, imposter syndrome, clearly put, it just basically means that there's that self-doubt that creeps in and it gets us to, sometimes it cripples us and sometimes it gets us to a point of thinking that when is that other shoe going to drop? When are they going to think, uh-oh, the, the jig is up. <laughs> what, what? Why are you in this position or why are you in this role or whatever the case may be? I know I've experienced it. How many of you out there have experienced imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome. Think about that. And while I turn the table back to Johan, I'm wondering, Johan, have you experienced imposter syndrome? And if so, how has it affected you? Oh, my goodness. This is a great question. Um, Because I think I used to fear imposter syndrome. And now I'm starting to welcome it. Yes. (laughs) Um, I used to fear, uh, oh, what is everybody going to think when I don't when I fail, right? What's everybody going to think uh, if the, you know if I don't have say the right words or have the right expertise? And I think the the my biggest asset as a coach is not being the expert on people's lives, really centering them, and being sort of a a soft place to land for them. You know, a listening ear. Um, I've, I'm constantly putting myself in positions where I have never done something before because it it forces me to be brave and it forces me to to connect my gifts, right? My gift, my biggest strength is is creating a space for people to walk towards the things that scare them. That is my mission on this earth 
And I, I, I've done that with so many different groups of people, with young people, with executives, with early career managers, um, with folks in so many different industries. And I take pieces of being on stage, working with young people, um, working on a small team and serving hundreds of thousands of people and take little bits and pieces of it. And it all adds up. It all uh, really allows me to show up at my best. So I think what I do when I face imposter syndrome is rather than pushing it away, I sit with it. And, and how it shows up for me is there's a, like a tightness in my chest. Uh, I can feel my, um, <laughs> I can feel my throat maybe get a little smaller. Like I start to really uh, hyper focus on the words that I'm saying. Right when I'm in a new uh, environment, and I like to remember how I want to be, <laughs> and then I think about how I want to make other people feel. And then I think about what I want the result to be and not the, the sort of little result, which is like, oh, I want, you know, I want this client to hire me or, you know, I want to get asked back or I want my NPS score to go up. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I think about the, the big R, which is I want people to see the real me. I want people to see themselves in me. I want to create a real relationship. I want to make people feel at home in themselves. Mm. Uh, I want to make people feel that they have tools inside of them that they didn't know were there. And that they got something, that they got something from the conversation that they can take with them in their lives. And that, that you know, it, with with a theater, for example, that could be a laugh. <laughs> that could be a bit of escape. That could be seeing themselves in a character, not necessarily the character that I play. That's okay. It could be somebody else. That they got to see something beautiful. That could be a piece of the set. That could be a pillow <laughs> on the chair. But that's really the the result. That's what I really want to make people experience or cre allow people to experience. I don't know about make. <laughs> but I used to really fear um, imposter syndrome and try to button myself up so I could push that away and avoid it. And now I'm realizing that if I don't feel like an imposter, I'm not pushing myself enough. That's exactly it. I think that that's the that's the key to unlocking uh, the the failures within imposter syndrome, and that is many of us tend to wrap our arms around either disbelieving that we have it or fighting our way through it and not knowing that. You're not alone, Yana. You're not alone. You are not alone. Mm. And so many of us have it from time to time. I've I've worked with a lot of CEOs in my past as a as a coach, as an HR executive, and I can tell you, so many times, 
I hear the same thing, regardless of the level, regardless of the success, just feeling like, "Mm, I think I'm the only one going through this. And Johan, the things that you just mentioned certainly are raw and real and rare. And it's rarefied because of the fact that a lot of people don't talk about these things. Mm. And that's what's so beautiful about what you just did. So I want to applaud you for that. Thanks, Kelly. You're so welcome, Johan. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I one of the things that I absolutely love about this show or, or any podcast, if you will, it goes back to my background in radio. And I think that Um, One of the things that I learned all those years ago, oh, my gosh, I've been in broadcasting for so long and it it's so similar to all of it, because it's as Joe Madison on Sirius XM always says, it's the theater of the mind. Mm. It really is. I as you're talking, I'm following your energy. I'm closing my eyes. And I hope you all that are listening are doing the same thing that you're imagining what kind of risks you can take. And some mm. some of those butterflies, I, you, you were talking about the tightening in your chest. For mm. me, I don't take on a role unless it scares me. I'll say mm. it again. I do not take a role, whether it's a job, a promotion, whatever it is, changing a company, starting my own business, whatever it is. If it scares me, I'm down. I feel those butterflies in my stomach. It's that pitted feeling mm. like you're winded. That's when I know that's the thing I need to do. Oh, that's amazing, Kelly. That is so amazing. I feel that inside of me too. And it's really been kind of a compass for, uh, or a decision-making tool, you know, when I get to sort of new, new opportunities come my way. It's your barometer. (laughs) It's your litmus test. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, does it scare me? Okay. Check, check and check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And when you think about your work in coaching, mm. because we know we learn from these opportunities when we're coaching, we don't just coach out, we coach in and we learn something about ourselves. So in your work coaching, mm. what typically do you find out about yourself? Mm. What do I find out about myself? I mean, I think I find out that we are more alike than we are different Mm. uh, at all moments, that we have the desire to be seen, the desire to have our work be valued. Uh, We have the desire for peace, uh, (laughs) for peace. And that can look like a lot of different things. Um, But I think that... especially being the uh, where I am in my career and when I'm working with people who are older than me uh, and are, you know, senior leaders, I realize that we are not uh, that different, <laughs> uh, even though I may be younger than them and may, may, maybe, uh, you know, have had some professional experience in a different industry. That's the truth. And it, there's so many myth busters that, that we can put out there that people just make so many assumptions. It's like I was saying earlier about uh, people at certain levels, people think, oh, no, they never get scared or they never yeah. have doubt or they never 
feel imp- like an imposter or they never feel alone. That's not or, true. Or wrestling with perfectionism or the mm-hmm. I will be happy when or <laughs> um, yes. you know, if I just put in a little bit more work, I'll get to that place and it all makes sense. Uh, or, you know, uh, needing to sort of push through things because I don't want to be a quitter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? indeed. Uh, or really being, uh, or I'm afraid to give up on that dream because if I give up on that dream, then I don't know what else is there. <laughs> or, you know, or uh, I'm afraid to have that challenging conversation because what happens if I get rejected, right? Like, uh, or what what happens if people think less of me, right? Those are questions that I've wrestled with myself, you know? And, uh, you know, I think bad coaching is, is you know, sort of where we get into advice giving, <laughs> you know, yes. advice giving. But good, good coaching is 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 when we're really allowing a client to step forward and to ask their own uh, ask their own questions and to to sort of challenge their perspectives and to see things uh from a new vantage point maybe that they that they see that they create uh that unlocks the key, the key it really does it it unlocks it with thinking the fact that it's 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 really turning it upside down on its head. People think that coaching a lot of times is us telling you what to do. Yes, and <laughs> and, and I I have to uh, typically uh, you know re- refresh their memory and and talk about the initial engagement and the the contract that we're making with each other. My job as a coach is to believe in you so much that I know I have complete and total faith that you have the answer within yourself. Yes. Full stop. Full yes, stop. yes, yes. Creative, resourceful, and whole. Yes, yes. Creative, resourceful, and whole. I'm just your eyes and ears mm-hmm. because we know that as humans, we can't see ourselves. I mean, all we can do is look in a mirror, but we can't see ourselves. And And when we speak, we're not listening for all those things that I mentioned earlier. We're not listening for tone. We're just talking. Mm-hmm. And we, we we say things, but we don't know the impact unless we're speaking to a coach. And mm-hmm. that coach is taking you from one journey to the next and mm-hmm. completely believing that you have the answer within yourself. 100%. I had a really powerful experience with my family that we could dig into, um, but it totally... Uh, challenged my perspectives about my mom and my dad and allowed me to see them in a new way. Uh, And (laughs) I, I think that that sort of ties into acting in the sense that you have to see what's, you have to see what's there. You have to listen and you have to go with what is happening right now. And also with coaching that, you know, you're doomed if you come in with an agenda. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We could dig into that, too. Yeah, it's so spot on. I It was funny because all the years I was in human resources um, and then I decided to double down on my coaching and took this really intensive course that I know I mentioned in the past in a previous episode. 
I said to myself, oh my gosh, all these years, I haven't been coaching. <laughs> mm. I've been, I've, been, yes. I've been telling people what to do in HR. I've yes. been giving advice and, and all those things. And, and so, yes, it, there's a clear line of delineation. Absolutely. Mm. And it's really more about leaning in and not going with that urge to tell people like to shake them and go, come on, just do this. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> Yes, not the point at all. Um, and, and and another thing I keep saying to myself, screaming on the inside is, it ain't about you, boo. It, it, it ain't about you. Like, it really isn't about me, Kelly. It's about the other person and listening to the things that they need to be reflected on. Yes, 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 yes. But I also want to say uh, that, you know, intuition is important in coaching. Mm -hmm. Like, my life experience and everything that I'm bringing to the room is a part of me in the room. And that's something that I want my clients to know too, you know, when they're pivoting or when they're stepping into something new that it, that it all comes with you, right? Every day oh, when yes. you go to work, you get to take all of you to the work that you do, right? Yes. We have the opportunity to, we, I think we are at our best when we do so. Um, so there is space in our work for hanging back. And then there is space for leading in and staking our claim, bringing all of ourselves and saying, this is what I think, right? I think it's a dance, the dance. Ooh, I've never heard anybody put it that way. Oh my gosh, Johan, just, just dropping all kinds of knowledge. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So we are about to take a break, everybody. And once we get back, I have a few more questions for Johan. So stay tuned. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. When there is a war on talent, you have to go to combat. What is career combat? Career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice. Here, you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving. How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Men are currently in a mental health crisis. Suicide, addiction, and loneliness are on the rise. Men need mentorship, community, and guidance. On the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azule, you'll hear from experts on topics that men care about the most. Financial health, relationships, fitness, emotional management, and lifestyle design. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are live and in full effect. Mm. One of the things that I wanted to share with all of you, and I didn't share this with you, Johan, in just that little break, I started getting a bunch of pings. <laughs> just <laughs> During the break, I started getting a bunch of pings on LinkedIn, and people are really loving your conversation. The things Ooh. that you're, the things that you're sharing, the energy that you're bringing, they're imagining. They, they, one person said, I, I was closing my eyes too. I love his voice. <laughs> so I wanted Aww. to share that with you as a surprise because I, I just kept getting these pings because I have everything on silent, but just, you know, these silent notifications, ping, ping, ping. And I'm like, wow, that's really, really cool. Oh my gosh, how cool. Thanks, Kelly, for telling me that. Absolutely. And so before the break, we were discussing all the things that are showing up when it comes to coaching and what mm. is it like to be a coach? What is it like to have imposter syndrome? Now I thought we would focus on things like perhaps habits, good habits. I'm not mm. talking bad habits. I'm talking good habits. So, Johan, what are the automatic habits that help your career and they dominate your day. So in your career and the things that help you, what are those habits that you are imploring? Oh my gosh. Wow, the first one is time to connect to my breath. Uh, So, you know, that looks like meditation, that looks like doing a quick warm up, a quick vocal warm up. Uh, Like at some point in my day, I'll be warming up my voice, even if it's for like five minutes. The second thing is a bit of creative time. So uh, I had a good run for a while, 8.30 to 8.35 every morning, I would sing. Uh, and I would, you know, anchor that habit to my shower. So sometimes I would like, uh, I would do sort of my five minute vocal warm up every day during that okay. time where I'd sing. I love to sing Stevie Wonder or um, Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim, the amazing, yes. uh, masterful musical theater composer. Um I also really value uh, check-ins with my partner. And lately we have been taking our dogs for a walk together at least once a day. And, you know, we'll, we'll be walking with our two dogs, Tanner and Sebastian. They're five and eight. The best, the best thing we did all year, everybody. <laughs> and I'll look over him and I'll say, uh, this is the best part of my day. <laughs> Aww, I and- love that. Just building in time to get outside, to move my body mm-hmm. uh, with someone that I love, uh, you know, for 10 minutes, right? Like, uh, I used to think that, like, if I didn't have enough time to do, to take time for myself, that I should just kind of keep going and sort of gloss over it. And, you know, something that I like, that I have to remind myself and my clients are that, like, any break is better than no break. It just has to be intentional, <laughs> right? So like, if you're not a meditator, pick a number between one and 10 
-hmm. say five and count your breaths. So an inhale and an exhale, that's one, right? And there you go. Like you've taken five intentional breaths and that could take you 20 seconds, but it was a break you took with intention. So I'd say connection, connecting with my breath, creative time, and, you know, really without devices, communicating with someone that you love. Those are my three. Those are all good, all good things. Uh, I like what you were saying about getting outside. Uh, I was just speaking with somebody yesterday about that. I had an intentional break, though, the kind that you were just talking about, where I was able to step outside, got some good vitamin D and was able to breathe and move and walk. And it's just such a relief when you're able to do it. And I think far too frequently as humans, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we don't get out enough. We don't move enough. We don't get out enough. And being stuck in the four walls can be very draining. Oh, 100%. And as a coach, as an artist, as a facilitator, I'm taking in people's energy that, uh, and I can be, you know, influenced by people's energy. And I have to sometimes like separate myself and transition out of something, transition out of, you know, sitting to standing or being in one space to another space just to shake it off. Right. And to show up at my best. So, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely someone, if I'm not careful, who can be like, I can sit down at nine o'clock and at five o'clock, I can get up and be like, wow, I haven't moved at all today. <laughs> uh, and that is a, that's something that I, that's a no-no for me. I gotta uh, keep, keep reminding myself to, move, to, to transition and to put some breaks into my day. Exactly. And when it doesn't happen, because we know that things are going to get in the way, we're going to have obstacles. Uh, and I'm not going to profess that it's something I do all the time. I just double it up. If if I miss out on a day because my day is just haywire, I will double up the next day and I give myself grace every single time. And when mm. I give myself that grace, it's so much better. And it, it kind of reminds me of that song. Uh, what was that song? I think it was Elvis Costello. Every day we write the book. Every day mm. I write the book. <laughs> It's true. Like every day we're writing this book of ourselves and we have a chance to do it over again every single day. Yes. And I also just I want to say here that like you need things at different times. Right. So for a while I was, you know, journaling. And at another time I was like a very strict 20 minute a day meditator. And, you know, I was a reader and I love podcasts and, you know, I'm. I'm always trying and failing (laughs) at at stuff and stuff will work for a good two, three month period. And then it won't, you know, and I'll pick something else up. And I used to think like, oh no, I'm not someone who can stick to habits, you know? And I I would sort of like (laughs) criticize myself and then it's like, no, 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 no. Like that's, there's just no use in that, right? Stuff's going to work for a period and then it's not going to work and you're going to need different things at different times. Yes. And I, I, I'm a, uh, I do my best to approach that with joy and with curiosity (laughs) rather than criticism. It's true. And uh, when I think about creativity, same thing, gratitude journaling, uh, there's some sort of creativity that hits me every single day. Uh, I could be doing a DIY project. I could be doing 
photo editing or creating a playlist because I've got a lot of playlists. Uh, but what, whatever it might be, because I used to be a DJ, so very, very big on that. Very big mm-hmm. on music. So I think that it's exactly what Johan said. And you you said something earlier that made me go, hmm, my, my ears peaked up a little bit. You were talking you were talking about being in the shower and singing and taking those five minutes and you use the word anchor. Tell me a little bit more about that. You anchor that habit. Yeah. I mean, in the shower singing. Yeah. I mean, anchoring something that I want to do to something that I do automatically. Right. Okay. Uh, so I found that like my shower really works, <laughs> my shower really works and I get to sing, uh, as poorly or as well as I want. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually sort of, uh, you know, I feel like we could go into a tangent on that, like being able, feeling empowered to do something as poorly or as well as you want to do it today, you know, <laughs> like I want to help people create spaces to do that. Right. Um, something else that I really cherish are like the 10 minutes before my partner, myself and my dogs go to sleep. Like, uh, you know, you're sitting there and the dogs are sitting at the edge of the bed and Mm -hmm. like the windows closed. And, uh, that's a period of my day that I cherish or that the three minutes with the cup of coffee in the morning, uh, I have this uh, orange mug that I love to have uh, my coffee in. And, you know, sometimes when we think about habits, we think about these big swaths of time. Yes. And uh, I have found that for me, when I b- break things into small chunks, and when I say small chunks, I mean even smaller, <laughs> like 30 seconds. 10 seconds, one minute, right? I'm actually more likely to stick with them. Um, I'm a big, you know, like a, I want to go hard and fast and uh, I you know, I want to achieve a lot. But the thing that I, uh, the thing that I have really learned is that setting small, small goals that I know I can achieve and then, you know, working up incrementally yes. uh, really helps me show up long term and make that big change that I want to make. Full stop. Absolutely. And so now before we close our episode, I have some fast round questions for you. Are you down? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Favorite quote. Ooh. Oh, I think the, the first one that's coming to mind is Gandhi's be the change that you want to see in the world. Nice, nice. Favorite fall beverage? Oh, okay. Starbucks used to have, uh, <laughs> maybe it was just at Northwestern, uh, go cats. Uh, but you could have a steamed <laughs> apple cider with a mint tea bag in it, which maybe Ooh. sounds crazy, but it's incredible. And I forget what it's called, but ask your barista if, uh, <laughs> if they can make it for you. That sounds amazing. I, I do enjoy their fall apple spice or cider that they always have. But with mint, that sounds like on another level. I know. <laughs> wow. I'm definitely going to follow up on that one. And last but not least, what are you watching currently or listening to? Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is such a great question. I'm so glad you asked. The Bear on Hulu. Ooh. I am obsessed. 
Uh, it's about uh, a Michelin star chef who sort of uh, takes the reins at his brother's um, uh, sort of mom and pop restaurant and how he's sort of rebuilding it to carry on his family legacy. It is incredible. Uh, the acting is so nuanced and specific and you just root for all of these characters. I love how it's shot. Um, mm. I love uh, the window that we get into these flawed characters. Yes. Uh, that are all hiding something uh, from each other. I love that. I've been hearing so many recos on that show. I, I That's it. That's it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's I'm going to watch. Lessons. There's so many lessons in it about creativity, about leadership. Um, I feel like it's like a... Uh, you know, like the amount of think pieces about Ted Lasso and the lessons on leadership. I sure. Like write equally as many uh, on The Bear. <laughs> and then finally, uh, my partner and I love Alone, which is that wilderness yes. show on uh, the History Channel. <laughs> it's amazing. It amazing. It's amazing watch watching people uh, be with themselves and what comes up when we really... Uh, allow ourselves to be with what's hard. Pretty wild. Well, what was wild was our conversation today. It's been so amazing and fun. And I want to thank you, Johan, for being on my show today. And if you want to reach out to Johan, that's J-O-H-A-N-N, last name George, G-E-O-R-G-E. And see, one of the things that I learned from you, Johan, is that life's a stage. Life is a stage. It's a stage. So what are you all going to do to play your part? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? So again, thank you, Johan. And our next episode, we're going to have Jeanette Jordan on. And that's going to be on Spooky Friday the 13th. Ooh. So thank you all for listening. And until next time, see ya. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Career Combat with Kelly Combat. We hope we've given you the tools to navigate your career quandaries. Until we talk again next week, have a beautiful week. <laughs>